is five o'clock in the morning. And as I move to pick up a few things and take a walk towards my motorbike, a few reflections on the nature of the body as it's really speaking through me right now, as it sometimes does. In my spiritual journey, I had to speak to it so loudly I was born premature, which meant I was tiny from birth. And I had insecurities with this container of ours. My thinness left me feeling fragile and small whenever I compare myself to other people who seem to be always more powerful and stronger, more able, and um, mostly carrying themselves with confidence. So for me, the body has a story. The body is our story in many ways too. It's where we experience the stories. So what is the out-of-body experience? Very often it's the cessation or the ending of the story. I was already on a path of transcendence, having left everything I knew to be familiar. After walking for an entire year without any money and any contacts, just finding myself being led to certain places in the Philippines. A big part of it was spending time with the tribal people. They had so much to teach about the body just through demonstrating it. But then I came across one particular spiritual community in Mindanao. It's very strange. They were like a secret society of sorts. And it was called New Israel. They had all these mystical things plastered and ancient old uh, relics that signified there was something happening there so long ago that shouldn't have been happening. Things that you would recognize in other parts of the world were inscribed there. Um, the story that they were holding had something to do with an awakening process, what in New Age uh, circles we're calling the Ascension journey. It's a way of lifting up the body. Um, through a way of pushing it. Um, and in doing so, one comes into light somehow. 
becomes a force of light, comes into lightness. It is very intense to see this. At that time I was already taking long walks. It is a rigorous exercise um, to live the life of a sannyasin or a penniless pilgrim. It means you don't know where you're going to be sleeping the next day. Now having been born in a very pampered lifestyle, cleansing was a major part of such a long period. I was convinced that there's a necess necessity for purification and sublimation of ourselves um, to come to our highest potential and yet at the same time just a remembrance of what we were before processed food, artificial light, um, and just so much thinking modes that affect their body in so many ways. It's taking us a while to settle into. Um, so the ascension process was the simplest thing and I kind of stayed with that. So that by the time I was living alone, after so many spiritual insights affirmed in some crazy situations, it's just hard to keep talking about your filling up all the old training processes, and retreats. Um, I feel everyone has those so, uh, coming together. It's more where where does it all meet? Um, so in my solitude, I came to understand the body more and more. That it wasn't just a physical container, um, and I had to get to know it initially through weakness. When you go on a live foods mono diet, and you stop eating at many points because hunger becomes redundant when you're not surrounded by people. When you're not thinking too much, there's no hunger. There's more of a satiated, satisfied, I'm okay right now. And then you stop sleeping. So there's an awareness of being awake at night uh, sleeping is an extension of the digestive system, so yeah, that goes away. Um, but that transition point would be weakness, sickness, purgation, letting go, all of what we hold inside, all that we absorb needs to undergo a hibernation period of... Uh, it, it transmutes so deep on the DNA level, but also on the organs, the organic, the glands, um, your skin. Um, transformations, especially in the way your heart beats and your, your brain, your brain would feel it. And then your bones. 
um, what would allow you to keep at it is the sense of hope. Every day in the morning, something seems to be different. And so you breathe it in and breathe it out. On pilgrimage, just like the one I did, ritual is important too, but one more of one that emerges, I created a garden and I pushed myself. My ascension program was through that. There was so much there as to the sacred geometries that were wanting to be embedded in the soil. Um, I would run many times in the morning, constantly stretching my body afterwards, and a lot of playing and the spontaneous crying, laughter, uh, constant explosions. This is before I experienced my first dinner dance. Um, eventually there was a strength coupled with a weakness. I couldn't tell them apart. It would come as a vibration, like an electricity, like lightheadedness, but then spurts or sparks of um, jerky elements. Almost like your body needed to go crazy because it was being liberate, liberated from the tetherings, the entanglements. And so, um, slowly, it gave birth to me. I exploded at one time and I had to wait a little longer and after being instructed to um, after being instructed to live in a tree for about 36 days uh, on a breatharian lifestyle not sleeping that's when the true inner dance for me came that was my workshop I, uh, I was living in a tree perched and made a kind of tree bed I barely was laying down barely was closing my eyes, but I was just moving, 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 being moved according to codes, colors. I would move my body and my hands in a certain way and I would see mixtures of colors turning white, turning white, turning white. Mm. So there's a long process. I won't bore you with things I don't even remember and would end up making up. Uh, I don't have memories of that time. It just felt like I came out of a shell by the time I left that place. Um, back to the body. Eventually, I was urged. I felt the call to work in people. Offer the work is what felt like in my mind, like offer the work, offer the work. So the two people who arrived on the island separately, but they did meet at one point, like um, they were looking for something, they were both lost. One was a European, Slovenian, and his name is Giga. 
he was a young man who was in a spiritual journey similar to myself so I was quite ripe to meet him where he was at I offered the work and upon touching him crazy things happened uh, mostly he saw the colors explode in his mind and he stepped away saying what is that don't come near me uh, the second time was when I worked in full body and uh, he underwent this very intense past life regression of going back to antiquity to Rome and being massacred along with his family yet the experience of going back in time bringing him an understanding of the present and in the future somehow he said thank you the second man was a man named Tony he was a doctor a Filipino doctor from another island in the Philippines quite well known actually and he dropped in because of his troubles at that time he wasn't really a spiritual man and he was resistant of insight uh, he just wanted rest and aloneness but finding me there he had to succumb to his social instincts um, upon asking him to lay down on a mat when I touched his head after offering the work uh, his body started to slightly shiver until his right arm raised up and uh, just like how it happens in workshops it started to go into rhythmic motions before going into circles as I was making some random yet confident movements in his temple this is a huge affirmation that ah okay this is social this is shared this isn't me alone this isn't delusion something is happening in the world through all of us so this got passed on um, this got passed on eventually this just became the global phenomenon that has this name right now which back then did not have it the inner dance I think was coined about eight to ten months after I left the island so there were significant aspects of this energy that existed there before it had a name that's why I enjoy sharing Dongun's story in some ways um, and we are in fact um, helping lead this energy to the point where it doesn't need to be named this is why when we do spell inner dances so as a one word with small letters uh, just to remind us somehow uh, this is not really just a one thing from a one or group of people uh, so I'm speaking about the body now because it's a deep topic um, my mom found me in the island as well and she spent the time with me she told me my father had died she told me she'd been searching for me but upon finding me there many things were coming together and when she did experience the inner dance 
and her body did move in strange ways. Um, there was such a full circle there. And so uh, I want you to know the role of holding or touching. <clears throat> Even up until now, um, if asked to work in someone, I would start with the body. It's an exploration that uh, bears no limits. Um, there's a system there. Uh, for many years, I had to do body work. I would massage people and try to understand the energy lines um, flowing through the arms, the legs, um, the organs. In many ways, when I look at how normal therapists do massage, I see a reversal in the way the inner dance kind of does it. You're lucky if they come to your head, if they were to do a routine, these therapists. Um, I always start with the head, almost like there was a way of touching the brain. And very often people would say, there's like a small sword of light emanating from the fingertips, um, spreading across brain centers, which could be felt throughout the whole body somehow. Um, styles change though, so I would not touch the physical of people um, in the same way it used to just dance across regions, body regions before. Um, I'm more interested in the maps, the larger mappings of the body in certain ways. Um, so having said this about body work, I just invite you uh, when you have a chance to do it with the music that it doesn't always have to be the spontaneous energy arising that starts to dance by itself. There's a process of offering, of giving of yourself, and later you would receive again and again. So it's a beautiful measure. It's a Philippine uh, tradition that we work in the body in many ways. Uh, not in a one-way stream that we're healing, but we're actually learning. We are students of the body. So finding safe space to do that, that should be part of our practice almost. Intuitive body work is what it is. It has something to do with the inner dance. Um, going forward, uh, where I want to take this right now is uh, I want to talk about a book that my mother um, brought with her when she came to the island. It is my sister's. It's called The Magical Passes and it's written by Carlos Castaneda. Now the book is about a strange spontaneous arising of movement and power in the bodies of the ancient Nagual's or shamans of Mexico. Um, it was powerful for me to read this. I don't have any 
lineage or um, I wasn't really a disciple of anything. I didn't have formats or formulations to depend on. Um, so I'm just at a loss, almost waiting for uh, what substantiates all of this that is happening to me. Now in the book, um, it was quite important, one chapter, in a way that it spoke about uh, electric ele electric phenomenon is what I might call it. Th there's electricity that starts to make crackling, popping noises across the body. Um, and it featured in me so much. It began with my shoulder blades and then spreading through my ankles, uh, different parts of my feet, uh, the bones, the, the joint areas in my hands, and then the wrists, the elbows, and then my neck, my hips, the whole body was doing it. Um, and it made a lot of people curious because it didn't seem normal. It freaked some people out. They, they thought, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're sick, there's something wrong with you. But uh, the ascension process, talking about the body becoming light, um, becoming a conduit for light, becoming light itself. Um, th this made sense, um, affirming it in the book. And so to go beyond just that phenomenon, uh, which we can talk about more and more, uh, it's about what causes this spontaneous arising, this emergence of sacred movement, of mudras, of um, certain positions that need to happen, and the transitions between the positions, which is the movement, which they tracked and they wrote down what they were uh, as a system. I wasn't so interested in what they were um, seeking to hold in stasis. I was more interested in the causality, like what causes this. And so what Don Juan offers to Carlos, the writer, is it, it's when the systems of interpretation drops and lowers to such a degree that uh, there's nothing else. There's nothing to think. There's nothing to analyze. Uh, and then this comes. This awareness just comes. Uh, this to me was beautiful. Like, uh, what we call the mind, what we call logic, what we call sequential thinking. Um, yeah, it's it, it that there's another state of awareness. And of course, the body would have something to do with it. That we would think through this thing that carries us through. And so I eventually called it the system of interpreting life, S-O-I-L. And 
for many years I, I held that true and constant. I would speak that when offering the work that it's all about um, dropping the systems of interpreting life. Eventually, though, I had to self-correct myself as I observed. It, it cannot just be about dropping soil, um, the cessation of soil. It has to be more about the re-emergence of it, too. Uh, that which brings us grounding, the, that which holds us in earth, isn't something to let go of. And so uh, I came into an awareness of a sort of hermeneutic circle. Hermeneutics being the science or system of interpretation. The inquiry as to how do we understand meanings and signification, meaning being how do we send messages out, and then signification being how is that message received in a way that the listener takes as much responsibility as the author or speaker of a language in uh, uh, bringing greater and deeper understanding of what messages we all actually um, convey or send in a way something in a dance does which can be outlined is it radically eradicates the distance between sender and receiver so that you don't end up knowing the, the difference or the separation between the giver and he or she who receives it just becomes like the gift that is the art or being given. Um, so a hermeneutic circle could also be um, considered the relationship between past and future, which then comes into a present wholeness, an understanding of what we're working from and what we're anticipating. The hermeneutic circle could also be considered the relationship between the parts and the whole. And I think this is where the conversation in the body comes into relevance. Um, oftentimes, when we look at the body from an anatomical perspective, we categorize it into many parts, separating the functions of the respiratory, the cardiovascular, the neurological, the endocrine, uh, the skeletal, and so on and so forth. But the body works as a gestalt, like as a gist. It averages things out in a way that it moves as one. It comes from such an intelligence that is brought about based on our relationship with nature itself. Based on how long we've been here, we've emerged from Earth as this body that is able to hold so much complexity. Um, now, if the body is seeking to be recognized somehow as what it truly is, uh, as a steward of nature, a resonant board for the natural, uh, 
as a microcosm for the earth. How, how do we hold it as such is a question I've been asking. So a necessary jump, even if we take our time in unraveling what is there, has to do with an awareness of body maps, an awareness that bodies are mapped out in relation to information universes. There are universes of information and each bit of information is a universe unto itself. This isn't just a spiritual concept, it's where science already is landing upon its understanding of not just who are we, but what are we. Mm. This is what we can explore. So just to speak about the experiences then of Jiga and Dr. Tony, who came to the island and received inner dance in the beginning. Um, when Jiga lay down, um, it is purely vision. And this I would perceive so much uh, in the years that I was holding this that many Europeans would receive many visions of uh, past and future. And a lot of the Asians would just move the way Tony moved. Eventually he was running so fast and he was just moving. He was dancing with the system. It was so defined and he became this kind of healer. It was strange. He was bringing it to his patients afterwards too. Um, it's so cathartic. Up until now, I doubt he's processed what's happened to him back then in 2007. Um, and later on, the interesting thing was that uh, Europeans started to move. Their body started to move. There was an opening there in the body and they weren't receiving the visions so much, as much anymore. They were just moving. They were releasing stuff bent up. And the Asians stopped moving at some points in many of the work that I was doing. And they started to see the visions. Um, almost like we were becoming each other. Not to generalize, stereotype, or feel like I'm doing essentialisms here. Um, just coming from my own observations, however useful it may be for you. Because there is, in many ways, an attachment to the movements for those who are exposed to inner dance as that. And then there seems to be a sense of lack for those who know we can take this um, process, not just as body process, but as vision quest work. Um, yeah, so I, I leave you with these. Um, it, it's a really huge thing to look at this thing we have 
in us, this biological uh, quantum kingdom that moves in its own uh, what I did just now what I'm doing now is to create a large spectrum that ranges from a, a respect of the hardness in us that the materiality is something we shouldn't let go of materiality that's in transition to lightness but from lightness we come back to density that there's nothing wrong with weight nothing wrong with getting weighed down into a sense of responsibility over living here with family with community um, especially at this time in the world you know it's like as you find a sense of flow that too needs to come into form a form that you're happy with and are content to live with for the rest of your days um, without letting go of changeability of course but then also um, the other far end of the spectrum understanding the lengths the, the, the breadth of the transition work into ascensions emergences are really really big and uh, I would leave it to us to hold hands on your own wisdom of how you facilitate pain position how do you know where to go even amidst your openness to start experimenting with more and more ways um, we cannot limit the field for those who are new at this. It is just true that there's no right or wrong. They're just what feels present at the time that it's happening. And because this is a mechanism of trust, mm, to just stay with that, sometimes patiently there's no need to keep moving around different regions of the body if it seems like one area speaks true uh, a center point where things were stored from childhood or past lives um, developing patience waiting for what is there to communicate itself, either through tears, emotions, laughter, even words, um, what's been bottled up is unbottled, and then there's a communion of sorts, a communion between past and future, and a communion between parts and wholes. Um, to end this, I spoke about the hermeneutic circle uh, as uh, a message of growth. Um, it, it's about consciousness, like um, 
I, I can hear many people's words and insights that were constantly on an identity process. So when people talk about like finding their own power, creating boundaries, finding their own space, it's very much about allowing the many parts of you to integrate into a sense of wholeness so that that sense of wholeness gets to manage the many different parts. And when you later look at the music element, especially in this process, there's a gift in this that allows greater parts, because you're complex and also chaotic, uh, and a greater wholeness because you're old and you're big and you're so much more than you could ever imagine um, to extend your reach hermeneutics somewhat speaks to the emergence of a mind or a consciousness a system of interpretation and for now it begins with embodiment not just body but what is embodiment? What do you hold or store when you say hold space? If the body is space. Sorry, I'm breathing hard. I'm walking through the forest now. Um, so somewhere in the intuitive letting go into the power stored in body memory um, an identity comes up that isn't just going to be an identity of you. The body, in a way, holds the memory of the earth uh, in deep history. Uh, something's waking up inside us that's remembering just how long we've been walking the earth responding to the earth reacting to the earth and all the beings in it bringing all of that into a gestalt I feel this is where it comes together the body is wholeness the body isn't just a thing it's not just a Repression or a bunch of organs. Um, it's a just thought. It's a totality, a wholeness. And when we learn to hold it and touch it, caress it and honor it as that, that remembrance comes about. Whatever we want to call it.